0: A couple of recent earthquakes that rocked California a couple of weeks ago started the bandwagon of earthquake talks. When would the big one hit, what kind of aftershocks are to be expected, and use media reminding everyone to be prepared before the next one comes. Welcome to this week's Rehash. The common advice is to set yourself up and your family with at least three days of provisions in case of a catastrophe. Because it is assumed that rescue efforts might at least take three days before it could get to you. That's pretty optimistic. In reality, rescue efforts may take even longer. While every news network tells you the standard line of stocking up on water and food, I'm joining the preparedness bandwagon with things that the media barely mentions. May it be three days, a week? or how many days it may take until things get back to the way they were, it still boils down to start preparing now. So, where do we start? I say we start with a budget. Everyone tells you to stock up on this and that, but this and that cost money. Being conservative with your expenses leaves room for you to afford all the necessities that you may need when shit hits the fan kind of situations arise. It is obviously harder to set aside provisions for your family if you are deep in debt. So, do not be suckered into believing in the Black Friday and Christmas sale culture that this consumer-based economy has wonderfully crafted to keep you sliding those credit cards. Of course, it does not help that California is now the state with the highest gas tax. Consequently, soon enough, prices of basic utilities and commodities are likely to follow since goods and services are still dependent on gasoline. So, do what you can to get your finances squared away. But here's a tip. If you can move, then move away from California. That might just be the best money saving and earthquake tip for people in this third world state. Number two is be aware. Being prepared does not just apply to natural disasters. A breakdown in government, a long power outage, a riot, just like in Los Angeles recent history, or an invasion of unruly population can cause a breakdown in our daily supply of food, gas, and water. So, as much as you can, always be observant and aware of what is happening in your surroundings. If you think watching the news makes you aware of what is truly happening in your community or to this country, think again. All networks pick a side, a party, may it be Democrat or Republican, and base their broadcast on their chosen party's agenda. Notice that even the scripts and stories of each network shows are written based on their agendas. Forget about choosing sides. Be skeptical of everything. Never take anyone's word for it. Research, listen to different sources, use your own logic, and watch for patterns especially those that you observe in your immediate surroundings, and have your passports ready to go. Most probably you can't fly out in a natural disaster situation, but for everything else, if you notice that there is a nasty pattern that is brewing in your city or state, bug out as early as possible. You're listening to Earl Francis on this week's Rehash. Number three is get armed. Many are too sensitive about this one, forgetting that the United States did not become the United States of America if it weren't for those who fought for it with guns. From then until now, those who are brave among us are still taking arms to keep this country free. But now the enemy is shape-shifting. From fundamentalist of another country to one of us disguised as politicians. And in a disaster situation, it may even be your good old long-time neighbor who was not prepared. Even God-fearing people turn nasty when their or their loved ones' survival are at stake. Three days with no food and water could turn a churchgoer into a thief or a murderer just for basic supplies. After all, hunger is one of the best motives. Purchasing a firearm is not enough. It is just a heavy metal club if you are not trained with it. Not to mention the potential danger that you have brought to your home for not properly training yourself. Remember that guns don't kill, people do. So, Train up, which is actually tip number four. You know why TSA is a bureaucracy and not a security agency? Because they are more concerned about your shampoos, water bottles and nail clippers than actually profiling to identify the real threat, which is the person. In the same principle, it doesn't matter how much provisions you have set aside for your family, how much food, guns or ammunition you have in your home. All those things will run out and all you will be left with is is you. Your confidence and your skills are what will help you and your family survive. Learn to cook for goodness sake. In this culture of fast food and malls, people barely cook anymore, mostly for convenience, which is understandable, but at least dab in it once in a while. I even heard a saying that says, food comes to those who cook. And when the time comes that your nearest grocery runs out of supplies due to a catastrophe, you will surely want food to come to you. Skills such as starting a fire from flint or other techniques, chopping wood, shooting, swimming, bike riding, martial arts, land navigation, map reading, and other skills along those lines look like hobbies today. But when the time comes, those hobbies will be your lifeline. Number five is evacuation plan. The most ideal solution is for a community to plan, prepare, and work together in disaster scenarios. This has been demonstrated by the people in San Diego a few years back in the way they handled the vast wildfire that devastated their community. I don't know how much planning they had for such an event, but the execution of their relief efforts were superb. In fact, they even told Federal Emergency Management Agency, or FEMA, in some form or fashion to stay away from the evacuation facilities so as not to screw up what they already had set up. They covered everything from food, water, shelter, insurance agents, to even entertainment. Having an organized and prepared community is not only ideal for evacuations, but also in cases when people need to stay put and hold down the fort. Combining resources and manpower will be ideal to protect and provide for the community. But in urban settings where people just go to work and back barely having time to interact with their neighbors besides the occasional blurt out of how you doing, it will be difficult to start such an endeavor. So at least plan with your immediate family. Most likely, staying at home with your supplies will be the best bet, unless your home is ruined or is the center of the chaos. Only then will evacuation be a good option. But the big question I have with regards to evacuation is, where can we go? It will be great if you have a family in another state, assuming that the disaster is not nationwide and you have read the patterns enough to recognize the need to evacuate early on. Having another family out of state to run to is a good option. It is hard to imagine to leave the United States for safety. After all, people from other countries seek asylum here for the same reason. But when the U.S. causes its own downfall, it is not a bad idea to have a country in mind to fly to. So figure out a country that you think you can adapt to and stock up on some hard cash in that country's currency. Number six are equipment and gear. Some get too focused on what gear, tools, equipment or food to stock up on, but as you can see, this is way down the priority list because as mentioned, it is you, your body, mind and spirit that needs to be prepared first. It would be great if we can actually buy all those stuff, all those great tools and gears and products for survival preparedness, but of course, they cost money and space. And can we actually carry them all? In a flight situation? This is Earl Francis for this week's Rehash. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please remember to click that support button and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.